Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for... Live on SENSA. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. For climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Aiken dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Good evening, Red and Blue Army, and welcome to another show of Red Legs Radio. My name's Dale Fleming. I'll be your host for this evening, and I'm joined with my wingman, Joshy Teakle. How are you, Josh? Excellent, Flem. Good to be back this week. Good to have you back, mate. You're obviously best on ground last week, oh. so we've got you back. Wow. We've also got another seasoned veteran in Richard Kelly. How are you, Cal? Hey, mate. I'm well. Looking forward to round two. Yep. Round one's out of the way. Let's forget about it. Let's move on. We will move on, but yep. first we will review the game okay. uh, from we last week. We'll we make, need to, really. We'll make it quick, I promise. Uh, but we've got a big show tonight, I tell you. We're actually catching up with a past player that goes by the name of Andrew Newton Jarman. God mm. help us. I know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll make that a short segment, otherwise he'll just take over. Well, it'll be entertaining anyway. It definitely so will So keep be. listening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't go anywhere. And uh, we'll have a chat to our senior coach, Twig. Uh, he's going to front up and talk to us a bit later in the show. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Friday, but mostly about uh, tomorrow night, Joshy, because we have a chance to redeem ourselves, don't we? We definitely do, and we need to. Um, be good to see a better result and uh, better showing by the boys. They look good after half time. But need to bring that into next uh, into tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean a good crowd though, and a good opening round. Um, the atmosphere was great. Um, you know, I was upstairs in the Wolf Blast Community oh, Centre, yeah. and that was packed, pumping up there, absolutely pumping. But we uh, we had a few challenges though, didn't oh. we, mate? Uh, you were right in the thick of them. Oh yeah. Um, with the audio at the, <laughs> going down uh, just before the unfurling of the flag. Absolutely. Well, my first game with the club, and um, just decided to throw every sort of challenge my way. Um, I don't know. Whether you're behind that, Dale, just give me a, a tough one early. But um, <laughs> mate, I was in a function, and my phone first message was audio down. Yeah. Second message, f post down. F-post, Third yeah. message, screen down. Siren down. Siren down. I was just waiting for the lights <laughs> to go out. I was just waiting for yeah. the lights to go out. Yeah. But last week was nearly what I call a red and blue wash. Yep. Uh, reserves one. The SNFLW one. The SNFLW development team one. 16's won, 18's won. Just needed the league team to win. So it was nearly a red and blue wash mm. for the weekend. Let's see if we can do it this weekend. Well, absolutely. You mentioned the women as well. Yeah. We're going to catch up with Adrienne Davies from the women's team. <laughs> one of our star players. One of our star players. Yep. Uh, and uh, one that uh, one of our players that has a little bit of uh, background in journalism and media so uh, we latched on to that during the week, didn't yep. we, Josh? And said, is... well, you're now going to be joining Red Legs yep. Radio. So not only is she going to join us uh, after the break, she's going to become a regular. There right you go. Ears pricked straight up when we uh, heard the, about the background. We thought, right, Red Legs Radio it well, is. we've been looking for ways to lift the bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think we <laughs> might have found it. But uh, look, mate, before we get into last week's game... Um, do you want to give us a little bit of an update on membership, uh, Cal? Yeah, sure. Membership, we're uh, about 250 to go to get to 3,000. That's our aim this year. 
So thank you to everyone that's joined up. There are still memberships available. The most popular one has been the supporters membership, which is three games. Still got some great home games coming coming up. Obviously got the Port Lincoln game, which actually that gets you access to. Um, in round seven, I think it is, Flemo, I reckon. So yep. look, we're, we're well ahead of where we were this time last year, which is a great result. Uh, we want to keep pushing. Yep. Uh, we want to get to 3,000. Then we want to get to 3,500. Then we want to get to 4,000. We just want to keep growing as a club. So um, anyone that hasn't joined up, uh, there's great value. Please join up. Uh, for those members that have already joined up, uh, your member item is at the club. We'll send a message out, ready to pick up, uh, which is the, the Nord key ring, which yeah. looks, looks great. You can they open a couple of Coopers with oh, them. Yeah. That's mm. right. They look mm. fantastic. Mm. I've already got one on my set of keys. Now, let's uh, let's get the uh, elephant out of the room, eh? Mm. And let's talk about Friday night. Now, we went down to a very good Eagles outfit. They came, they had a mission, and they went away with the chocolates. Uh 14.791 were the Eagles to Norwood 6.945. As I mentioned, a great night at Cooper Stadium outside the fence, Josh. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't uh, come ready to take on the Eagles and we uh, were uh, very badly beaten. Yes, the Eagles were fantastic, actually. 46-point winners, um, bought the pressure, bought the tackling. Um, and we looked good early, but we just couldn't capitalise on those early... Um, early uh, opportunities, uh, first couple points of the game, and then the Eagles kicked the next three, um, led by two goals at, um, at quarter time. And then the damage was really done in a rampaging second term. The Eagles kicked five goals in 12 minutes, and the game was sort of buried then. Um, during the third term, we ended up being 10 goals down. It was 11 goals to one which um, you never want to be in that position, um, one goal on the board during the third quarter. Um, but after that point, um, we kicked five goals uh, to six in after half time. Much more even contest, started to move the ball the way we like it. Um, but I, I just thought it was those that final kick inside 50 that let us down uh, time after time. We were moving it very well um, through half back and uh, through the midfield. Um, but Twig in his... Uh, post-match press conference said is, you know, it was just simple skill errors that, that really um, uh, brought us unstuck. Turnovers we did, we did were horrible. Have, we did yeah. have more inside 50s than the Eagles as yes. well. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That yeah, just shows well, that, um, that it, final it, kick inside 50. Is that a good thing or is it telling? You know, we're getting it in there, but we couldn't convert. And Josh said one mm. goal to half time. Let me just um, relive some of Twig's comments after the game. Uh, we gave them too much life in the second quarter where they kicked five goals in 12 minutes and we got a lesson in how to play hard, tough footy. Now, that's pretty damning coming from Twig and it would have been calculated because that was our brand last year. Mm. And I've got no doubt it's still our brand. Um, but the boys had a wake-up call. You know, we need to go up to another level because they're coming for us. We said it last week on the show. We have a target on our back. Mm. And they know the only way to beat Norwood is to play tough, hard footy for four quarters. And that's what they brought, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, it was uncharacteristic by our red legs. Uh, Twigs said that scores off turnovers were just really high, um, which is very uncharacteristic. You don't see that from a Norwood team, uh, Twig said after the game. So I, I suppose that's that's good. It was just a uh, not good that we were played a very poor um, brand of football, but um, with all those turnovers. But it's good that we we know what the issue is and we can rectify it. We had five debutantes, which was very exciting. In Jack Saunders, Matthew Lang, Logan Evans, Luke Bogle, 
and Oliver Sanders, who all equipped themselves very nicely. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they do react this week and, and what Twig's got to say and what they've worked on this week. Um, just, uh, just a bit more from last week. People's Choice Award started last week, so that's back again for another year. So thanks to the, 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 the guys at People's Choice, uh, where our supporters and members get to vote um, each game. Slight tweak to what we're actually um, doing this year. Uh, five players are put up on our social media. Um, our supporters vote. Uh, the person with the most votes gets 10 points, and the person with the fifth most votes gets two points and anything sort of in between that. Um, last week, there was um, uh, some, some good players and some good standouts for us. One of them was Logan Evans, mm. who made his debut. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if sure if he's 18 yet. He's but 17. 17. The last, the last sort of 12 months, he's come on really well. And yep. it's certainly one to look out for the draft. Uh, Tom Donnelly, um, steady, composed, hard as usual down back. Um, Matty Nunn. Um, just a few others to sort of name there. But um, the People's Choice Award for uh, for round one was Tom Donnelly. Yep. So he grabs 10 points. Uh, and Logan Evans was second, so he grabs eight. So we'll keep updated um, on our social media each week. Keep the a, table a, lead, up. a leaderboard. Keep the so table So our members updated. and supporters can see uh, and make sure you get on and vote. And, of course, the winner uh, of the People's Choice Award gets 500 bucks yes. from People's Choice at the end of the year. Yes. Uh, which is a nice little uh, gift to have if and, you... And uh, Tom won it last year, he, so he's off to a good start. He, oh, back year. to back. Yeah, yeah could he, go back to back. He did win it last year. Now, yep. you mentioned Logan Evans, mm. okay? 17-year-old kid coming out of our junior program. Hectorville, I think. Hectorville, mm. um, that's right, and um, a local product, uh, a ripping kid, level-headed, you know, hugely committed. Uh, I see him down the gym most days, uh, even outside of training hours. He's there working on his game, working on his fitness. He's putting in extra hours because he really wants to succeed. Um, probably a, a fair fair thing to say that down the track he, he'll be a, a draft uh, pick. Yep. Um, obviously Ab did his chances no harm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's got the 18 State Hub, which he's a part of. Um, that carnival will happen sort of mid-season. Yeah, that's uh, this right. This year. So that's sort of where um, you know people can make a name for themselves. He's playing league footy. That is a great spot to yep. start from. Absolutely. Great spot to start from. And, you know, 18 disposals and six marks, that's that's a good good first up yep. hit. Well, mate, he's our Barossa Boy of the Week. Wow. Now, uh, we, we say this with a bit of uh, trepidation because he, he needs to give it to his mum and dad. He, he is yeah. under 18. Um, so we're not listening That's for mum and there. dad taking him to the footy all, uh, as a junior. Yeah. Here you go, mum and dad. Here's a, here's a reward for taking me to the footy. That, that's right. Uh, he is under 18. And, of course, Barossa Boy are, are our fantastic wine partners. But Trent and Jess Berg, um, Berg. Berg sorry, they um, have selected Logan as the Barossa Boy of the Week. And there was a post on the Barossa Boy Facebook page uh, that went out. And I'll just read that to you. Uh, it may not have been the result we were after this week, but our three votes goes to Logan Evans, who had 18 disposals on debut. Congrats, mate. We look forward to watching you this season. And so do we all, don't we, Josh? Because he had a great start to the year and led from the front. Let's hope he can back it up. Um, I mean, first game, you don't really get a free hit, but it was like, you know, no one sort of knows about him. Second game, people will start to take a bit of attention, give a bit more attention mm. paid to him from the opposition and from supporters. Let's hope he can back it up. Definitely. That's right. That's right. I just loved his composure. He was on debut. It's um, very easy to get a bit skittish and not sure of yourself. as bigger bodies around. Um, but he was he was composed um, as a nice kick. 
took uh, six marks uh, across the defensive line, a few important ones as well. Uh, tough, courageous player. Uh, very excited to see him out there again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, just looking at some of our other uh, performers on the night, I'd just uh, like to, you know, sort of mention that our, our skipper, Matty Nunn, I think he really tried hard. He had 21 disposals, six clearances and six marks. Um, and, you know... In a, in, a, in a side where we were down by 10 goals, I thought he stood up and, yep. and, and led from the front. He certainly did. Another one was Harry Boyd, who had 49 hit-outs, uh, nine clearances, kicked a goal, 15 disposals. He's our BNF um, from last year and uh, continued on where he, where he lo- left off uh, last season. Yeah, that's right. So um, all in all, um, disappointing night, but we get a chance to bounce back... T- uh, tomorrow night against Sturt, and uh, we will chat to Twig a little bit later in the program. But, you know, what do you think, Josh? Um, you know, the players, you know, they need to come with uh, the game that we saw them uh, produce week in, week out last year because Sturt, they're all right. And I think we've looked at, we've seen the Eagles, and they're going to be up there at the pointy se- end of the season. I think Sturt will be the same. Absolutely. I think that the second half that we had against the Eagles was just really important. Um, we could have been blown out, could have been 100 points. Um, it was looking that way during that third quarter. But to steady, um, to get our hands on the ball, moved it really nicely from the back line to that half forward line and just let ourselves down with disposal. Um, we did have five or six important players out from uh, the round one game who uh, will hopefully come back into the side over the next few weeks um so we've got plenty to work on twig says no excuses uh who isn't available but i think it's just that composure like i said about logan uh composure moving the ball inside forward 50 finding um those targets and getting shots on goal is absolutely vital absolutely look i'll just go back to the presso after the game where twig said periods in the second half there were periods in the second half where we played our uh, brand of footy, yep. so and it looked that way. Let's hope that yep. you know after half time they started to find it, and we can continue with that next. Uh, sorry, tomorrow night. Now, boys, we're we're going to take a break. Uh, I'm excited because oh, yes. when we come back after the break, we are going to catch up with Adrian Davies, our uh, wonderful uh, women's player, who's going to be joining the show on an ongoing basis. We're also going to be chatting with um, our junior program, Craig Roberts, our under-16s coach and our talent manager, and our under-18 coach in Alex Newell to yes. give a bit of an update on the junior program. So we've got a big show. Can't wait to bring those guys in after the break. Everyone out there, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Red Legs. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army. You're listening to Red Legs Radio and uh, we got through the first quarter, didn't we, Joshy? Oh, we absolutely swam through it. But you know what? I'm excited about this next quarter because we have some very, very special guests in the studio. We do indeed. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you for having me. Our 31 senior games player from our women's program came across from North Adelaide at the end of 2021. Once you saw the light, is that right? I saw the light. You saw the light. You came to the parade. (laughs) So uh, lovely to have you. And you're going to be joining us on an ongoing basis, aren't you? Yes. uh, We spoke about being a good start to the season, but you can always get better. So um, just, just here to play my part. 
That's it. Just just here to play your part. I love it. I love it. That's one of Twig's favourite sayings. Yeah. And we're also got Robbo, Craig Roberts in the studio. How are you, Robbo? Good, thanks, Dale. Happy to be here. Looking forward to a good chat. Good stuff, mate. Uh, look, you're our, ch- our talent manager, but you're also our under-16s coach. Yep. And uh, we're going to have a chat to you about the junior program and our talent pathways and all that stuff. We're going to get Alex Newell, our under-18s coach, on the uh, line as well. We'll bring him into the conversation. So welcome. Thank you. But Josh, I want to start with the women's program. And mate, I tell you, I've been to a few games this year and I love watching our girls go around. Our development squad is flying Unbeatable. Senior women have uh, got their game together and they had a good win on the weekend just gone. And Adrian, you must be loving what's happening in the women's program being part of it. Yeah, it's it's a great program to be part of. Um, Vibes are high across the board. Um, Everyone's at training, just happy to be there. And that's just a great environment. Absolutely. Starting with the the league team, started three losses, now three wins um, after six rounds, uh, three and three. Three on, three on the trot, that's good. Must be a very good feeling within the squad at the moment, playing better footy, development league teams flying. Mm. How's the feeling out there? I think with the league team, especially the losses that we had were pretty heartbreaking. Um, I think you said last week, but it was two points, five points and two points. And we were in the game for every game. Um, so just to be able to even the ledger a bit, uh, like we, we're sitting outside the top four just on percentage at the moment. So... Couple, couple more wins just to keep rolling through this. I guess third part of the season um, should should see us sitting okay for finals. I think. Yes, the well, very unusually, you won and mm. you went down on the ladder. That yes. doesn't often happen. But um, anyway, we're in the four last week, just out of the four this week, but looking very good. Have Glenelg on Friday. Now this development league team has been so dominant this year. Qualified for the grand final despite there being one minor round to play this Friday. How exciting! You've uh, you're, you've been suiting up in the development league, coming back from injury. Yes, yeah, I missed uh, missed round one, but I've been in the resies ever since, and uh, yeah, it's a great team to be part of. We are flying, and um, having that grand final berth already in our pocket uh, means that we can just use this week to sort of fine tune a few things. Mm. Flying, I tell you what, you're more than flying. I watched the first few games of the year, and it was like women playing girls mm. the development girls the development team is full of girls literally like young yeah. up-and-coming players but the brand of footy you guys are playing was amazing you just dominated the opposition yeah and uh, not to discredit a lot of the other teams but we have a lot of experience sitting in our reserves team a lot of clubs are full of young players but we've got a really nice balance of that youth that's coming through and experienced players on the field so like even my, myself, I find that I'm I'm coaching a bit on the field and it's just, yeah, it's a really exciting time for a lot of the girls in the program. Yeah, you've got experience in that development league team, which is important, but sometimes it's hard to get the reserves teams to, to click properly. Mm. Um, but it must just be great connection within the entire playing group. Um, is that what you feel? Yeah, dead right. That's uh, that's what I was saying. Uh, thinking before was that often reserves is, you know, you're not, you're not getting picked. It's It's up and down. But I think everyone's really re- well supported by the coaches. Um, you, you, we know what, what we need to do to, to go up or, or to keep improving. Um, and everyone's just really happy to, to be getting out in the park and playing together. Well, we had some exciting news overnight, didn't we? Yes, we did. You want to tell us about that? Yes, yeah, so we had the AFLW had a uh, supplementary draft last night and our ruck, Georgie Jarks, has been picked up by Port Adelaide. So... 
for the traditionalists, not the best team to be going mm. to. But for us, we are stoked that we've got another girl in the AFLW. So she um, she's a ruck, key, tall position player. And she'll be heading there uh, hopefully after our season ends. Yeah. It's uh, great. She gets to stay in South Australia as well. She came over from um, uh, Canberra mm. and has dominated ever since, which is great. Um, some other fantastic individual accolades have, have come out of the club with Molly Brooksby and Kobe Morgan making the state under-18 squad. Charlie Hazelhurst. Um, Asha Bianchi and Kaya Jaffa also in the under-16 squad. So lots of good talent coming through. Yeah, Molly um, last year was our best, one of our best young players and, and Kobe's just developed so much over the off-season and has held her spot in the league team ever since. Charlie made her league debut last weekend as well and the other young girls have done a pre-season with us. So we're excited to have them for the next few years as well. Well, Adrian, we are super excited about the, the uh, girls' program and everything that's happening there. And before I get to Robbo and the junior program, give us a quick uh, tip for the teams this week. Um, you know, what's going to happen? We're going to go and get the chocolates? Yeah, we're going to get the Easter chocolates on Good Friday. Nah. Uh, you like that? Very good. Um, nah, Glenelga is sitting second on the league ladder, uh, so they are a very strong side. They've got a lot of um, AFL talent um, in their team, just like we do. Um, so it will be a really... A really good matchup. Um, reserves, the girls from Glenelg have only won two games. So hopefully we can just sort of, as I said, fine tune a bit heading into the grand final in a fortnight. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks, Adrian. Now, Robbo. Yes, Dale. Welcome and great to see you in the uh, SEN studio here with uh, myself, Josh, Adrian and Richard Kelly. Now, it's been a fantastic uh, start to the year for our uh, junior program. Our under-16s. Uh, Third on the ladder. That's correct. Yep. Our under-18s undefeated. That's correct On as well, top. Though. And uh, there's two men that drive both of those programs and you oversee the whole thing. Yep. Uh, and that's yourself and Alex, who is joining us on the line. How are you, Alex? I'm well, thank you. Thank you very much for, for having me and um, shedding some light on our junior programs, which are the, the future of, of the Nord Footy Club, really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Robbo, tell us about the programs. Tell us about what's been happening and uh, sum up the, the season so far. Yeah, well, thanks, Dale. Um, we started our program back in November. Um, Alex came into the program. Alex was an assistant coach with our 18s last year and it took on the head role about November, end of November, early December. So it was a bit of a late start for him. Um, but... The way the program's run, we do most of our training out of Ross Trevor. We haven't actually seen Nord over yet, other than the fact that it looks immaculate. It looks and, immaculate. And uh, we're looking forward to it um, getting down there. We've um, we've got to keep a lot of kids on our list based around the fact that we get affected by college in a few weeks' time. And um, generating some real excitement amongst the group has probably been our biggest challenge. And especially at 16s, it's about changing the behaviours of the kids when they rock up to a, a league club from um, local level. So it's been an exciting um Pre-season, our EP kids don't get here till normally February as well, so it's integrating them at the same time. So we've got our challenges, but um, most of the kids are up and about. So, Robo, just speaking of the EP, I mean, your role as a talent manager, you spend a bit of time over there now. It is challenging because of the distance that, That's that, that we that we have with the EP. Uh, but perhaps just give us an update of the things you're trying to achieve over there. What are you doing to engage the, um, the young kids over there? And yeah, how do you integrate them when they come over? Yeah, so we the, the biggest challenge, as you touched on, is the mm. distance. Mm. Um, what we've tried to enable this year is that we saw a real breakdown with kids at 16s when they arrived that they don't understand the terminology, um, the game style and the game plan. So coming across into a new environment is really tough. So they arrive. So our, our job this year is since November, 
we've tried to get across once a once a month and spend a whole day training session with them, which is based around skills, education, and a community activity. Mm. We've in we've invested in Boyd West, who is the Marble Range A grade premiership coach from the last two years, who takes the sessions once a week as well with local kids over in that region. Now, Alex, uh, your mob sitting on top of the ladder, undefeated. What's the secret, mate? Um, well, I think the secret is just a pretty easy caper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, definitely not. Um, it's it, it's far far from easy. Um, what I will say is is our group this year with, with the under 18s we've I think have taken a lot of inspiration from the success of the the seniors last year, and they've really bought into I guess the whole Fortis mentality and, and the Nord community, and it, it's really galvanised a, a bunch of guys who probably hadn't spent that much time together. You know, we've got a Got a pretty uh, pretty heavy mix of top ages, bottom ages, EP. We've got a big EP contingency this year, which you just touched on. Um, new guys for the program, and they've all just just come together and and really they they really believe in in what we do, and and we're we're really big on that. And uh, our first two rounds have sort of been testament to that because we've had two close wins that have essentially come in two very different ways. And round one against South Adelaide, we were um, up against it, and we. Fought back in, in the wet and um, showed some real strength and adversity, and and then last week was was the opposite. We we so, sort of had the game looking how we wanted and got challenged and, and had to weather the storm. I love that strength in adversity. That'd be Fortis in Priscilla, wouldn't it, Alex? <laughs> Wonder where you got that exactly from. That's exactly right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Hey, uh, look, you're flying. You're on top of the ladder, and you, as you pointed out, you've had some challenges, and uh, you come from behind and had some really good wins. Actually, Adrian, where did you play your um, junior football? What was your pathway? Uh, I started five years ago uh, when Woody sort of took off for women at Scotch Old Collegians and uh, spent two years at North Adelaide before heading over to the parade. Yeah. So straight into the senior women's program or yeah. was there like a sort of under 16s, 18s sort of uh, No, program? no. For, for me, it was straight into women's. Okay. Yeah. No, so Rob, it's a good question though, isn't it, Robbo? Like yep. With um, everything we're talking about at the moment, we're talking about boys, under 16s, under 18 boys. You know, what, what's happening around the the sort of junior uh, girls pathway and, and all that sort of thing? Yeah, well, um, I reckon Adrian can touch on it that a lot of the under 16 girls are playing in the development league coming through that program. In October, we have an under 14s and 16s carnival similar to the under 15s carnival in July. So a lot of those girls will play in the development squad and then come back and uh, at under 16s level, they're coached by Ali Farrell as well. So it's a good connection there as well. Oh, and, and no real different to the boys' pathway. They come from community clubs in our zones or the EP. That's how they get it identified and, and come through. Well, look, there's so much going on. And uh, Alex, mate, all the best for the rest of the year. Um, you know, you're doing a fantastic job, as are you, Robbo. Uh, both of you guys coaching our uh, important pathways, our under-16s and under-18s. And uh, exciting times for the Nord Football Club to have both those uh, uh, you know, areas up and running, isn't it, Robbo? Absolutely, really important. And, um, yeah, building them up so we can get some future league footballers playing for the Nord Footy Club. And both, both teams playing Sturt Easter Friday, Good Friday. Yep. Uh, Unley Oval. Yep. Uh, it's called Unley Oval, I think. These uh, Wigan Oval. Wigan Oval. Wigan Oval. Wigan Oval. Yep. Uh, 16's kickoff at 10. I don't 10. care what they call it. It's their sponsor. <laughs> 10, 15. <laughs> Robbo. And, and then followed by the 18's. Yeah. And then the only other thing is the week after with Gather Round, 16's and 18's are playing that weekend on the Friday night at Woodville Oval. So get out to Nord Oval, watch the AFL game, and then make your way down to Woodville Oval and Sounds watch good. some of our up-and-coming kids.
Fantastic. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just I'll just touch on that as well, boys. With the with especially with the the 18s and even the 16s, to all the Nord supporters out there, if you get a chance to, to come down and cast your eyes over, you know, hopefully what is a, a, a big crop of future Nord footballers, come and do it because we appreciate the support. And I know for sure with the 18s and the 16s as well, we um, you know we'll we'll certainly never be questioned in our our commitment and our our, our love for the club and and our representation of the Guernsey. That we're really big on that and. I think anyone that comes out and watches will we'll see that. So um, we appreciate the support, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be looking to get a different type of chocolates on uh, Friday. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Alex, <laughs> and thanks, Robbo. We're uh, we're going to throw to a break, and then Dicky, we're going to talk to Andrew Newton Jarman. You're out. listening to Redlegs Radio. It's a grand old flag. It's a Live on SENSA, you're listening to Redlegs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Redlegs. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army, to the third quarter of Redlegs Radio. And what a quarter it's going to be because in a moment, Dickie, we're going to have a chat to Andrew Newton-Jarman. Premiership quarter, premiership player. Oh, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Very exciting. In fact, I think we've got Jars on the line right now. Right now. How are you, Jars? Good afternoon to everybody involved in Red Legs Radio. We're looking forward to this chat, and thanks for having us on. Well, mate, great to have you because uh, we're going to be super excited when the ratings come out for this show. We've got the media mega superstar, Andrew Newton-Jarman, on Red Legs Radio. It doesn't get bigger than that. Jars, we could be off here in a minute. <laughs> You're right. Mate, let's just take you back to when you first came to Nord. It was a massive yep. story in those days. Uh, you just finished the grand mm-hmm. final for North Adelaide. Yourself and Doug Smart came across to Nord in 1990. I remember the first yep. game vividly. But, mate, why, why did you make the decision to come across to Nord? And um, yeah, just perhaps give us a bit of background on that. Well, good question to start off, uh, Redlegs Radio. It was... Um yeah, it was a decision made purely on um, make well just growing, growing as an individual, and and I spent you know nearly nineteen years at North Adelaide under a wonderful coach Mick Noonan and uh, the style of football we played. But uh, I was getting married that summer, leading into that uh, into that summer end of '89, uh, we lost the grand final, um, and uh, I just felt that I just needed something new. Uh, in a a new environment Um, I don't know just I wanted to grow as a player and uh, I just felt that a great opportunity and then a very dear friend of ours uh, George Dantokia is a very close family friend I think he got wind of it you know Georgie Porgy and obviously the brother of Jerry Dantokia our little back pocket superstar and um, and then he got wind of it and then he made a contact to one of the Nord officials and it just went from there and before you know it I'm sitting in a in the front seat of a of a of a vehicle with the the great man Neil Balm in the Burnside swimming pool car park about nine thirty at night. Is that uh, is that, is that when the uh, is that when the brown paper bag got passed? Uh, Doug? <laughs> nah, Femo, that was a big semi trailer down the road. What do you reckon? And in those days, I mean, how, it was and that's how it started. Yeah, in those days, it was it was a massive story, front page of the paper. Um, you can imagine yeah. the transfer fee, though, for someone like Jars to come across to Norwood. Mm. Ma- massive dollars. Massive yeah. dollars in those been. days. Yeah. Did you demand to play um, North Adelaide in round one, Jars, against um against Yeah, North? I, I rang Max Bashir and I said, if you want a, a sellout venue, um, lock me in v North Adelaide and uh, bugger me, he did. So we... Uh, <laughs> 
that was that was a tough day to be quite honest with you because I'm very close to my younger brother Darren and and you know I I got some very you know beautiful friends in North Adelaide and it was a tough decision you know and, and I think along the journey when we play as footballers we make tough decisions even in life so I just felt Norwood I've always respected Norwood I've always loved the culture of Norwood uh, I love you know I love playing against Gary McIntosh and AC and Keithy Thomas and you know, Stephen Rowe, they, they, these guys I, I just, you know, loved playing against back in the day. And then um, I just thought, well, let's see what we can do at Nord. And, and then Nord, you know, were very good in terms of finding me some employment with the Coopers Brewery family. And uh, that was the sealer, you know, wonderful family as they are and great supporters of the Redlegs. Uh, Giles, you just mentioned Stephen Rowe, and I'm sure he was a bit of a pest around the club. But uh, a couple yep. of your other teammates here, have you got some other pests from your playing days that you can dob in? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to start, Adrian? Uh, young Molly. Oh, uh, we loved little uh, Glenn Malloy. Um, didn't touch the ball in the grand final. Premiership player. I don't think he even saw the Sharon. Um, he was a scallywag. Um, I loved the And Flemo was always trying to sell everyone things. He was a marketing guru back then. He tried to sell shoes and clothes. Um, we had some, obviously Gary McIntosh, Paul McCormack was just a wonderful man. You know, we, he was a brute of a player, as uh, Tricky would know, and, and Flemo, he was wonderful. But yeah, we just had a great team. We, we just had a great connection, a great team. And we didn't really have a ruckman until we threw young Eastgow into the ruck because we were struggling. Because I think Big, uh, uh, who got injured, Flemo, started the year, Tricky. Uh, what am I? Aaron Keating was in that year yeah, as well. But, um, um, yeah. Crows. Uh, anyway, so Stansborough. he had to step up. Yeah, Stansborough. He he was with more with the Crows, but it, James West was a great recruit. You know, he, he kicked was. eighty goals that year at uh, full forward, and um, you know he played that uh, forward pocket. So and big Lenny Pascoe, those big massive thighs. You, you, you know, he was uh, he played his role. So we had a great team, and um, we had some experience, we had some good youth, and uh, we had a wonderful coach and roadie, and great volunteers, support staff. It was a great time. I, I loved it. What about what about playing at the parade, Cooper Stadium, Jars, and you know, special C- Cooper's Hill packed. Yeah, you'd be in the pocket there. You'd kick the goal, and you'd be doing the windmill. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. Showing but, off. I, I remember, I remember doing it one game, and because I'm very Rowie's my best mate, Stephen Rowe, and he, he took the mark of the year in the grand final that oh, day, even though he played six minutes. Uh, <laughs> and and the funny thing is. Because G McIntosh was the the spiritual leader, the heart and soul of the footy club, and uh, and and so we, had, we were playing a game, and it was a tight game, and it was last quarter, and I must have I, lucky to kick a goal, and I loved I loved the the, the small deck at um, at the parade, and I kicked the goal, and I've seen the big crowd on the hill, and I was going, oh, this is nice, this is beautiful, <laughs> and as I was just about to start to wind up, bloody McIntosh ran past, he goes, we don't do that shit here. <laughs> 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 yes, skipper. So I stopped halfway and ran back to the centre square, and he just looked in those eyes. You know, in those eyes, Flemo, when he gets angry, uh, I caught one of them, and I never did it after that. <laughs> well, that's is that why you did the famous lap, uh, you know, on a lap after the grand final jars? Because Macca wasn't actually playing that day. You thought you could just no, have one yeah. last uh, lap of honour. Correct. Yeah. yeah, well, look, I, I, I love to celebrate because I believe football's about entertainment. If you entertain and you can follow it up and you can be in a very successful program, absolutely show your personality, show who you really are. And I love that. But we don't see it enough these days because it's a commercial business. It's a, it's a juggernaut. It's a billion-dollar business that we're in. So these players don't show their flair and their natural 
uh, personality. So I was always taught to be an entertainer, but you got to back it up though. If you're going to go down that lane, you got to you got to back it up. So I, I and because people will come back, you want people to come back and watch your product, and that's what I was all about. And at times, you know, I might have just probably stepped over the line, but but other than that, <laughs> I, I I loved it. I, I just loved knowing that, uh, you know, and sometimes it, it gets on the opposition's bloody you know, nerves and they don't like it. So you, you, it, you're halfway there because they're not concentrating on the footy, they're concentrating on you. Ab- absolutely, Jars. Look, mate, you came back to our footy club and uh, we're a big reason why we uh, won a premiership. You won a McGarry medal. You had a fantastic year and uh, we're forever in debt uh, for that from you. Uh, mate, now, before I let you go, uh, we have yeah. a monthly business lunch at Norwood Football Club. So, uh Dickie, I reckon we just put him on the spot here. I think uh, uh, Andrew Jarman and a Stephen Rowe panel would be a sellout. What do you reckon, Jars? Let's just do it live on radio. Well, I can't say no. (laughs) Really. That's just typical how you roll. Still trying to sell stuff. We'll we'll follow that one up. But Jars, it's been great to chat (laughs) to you, mate. And uh, thanks for uh, coming on Red Legs Radio. No, take care, guys. Keep up the good work. And, uh, you know, your club doesn't survive without the great volunteers we had back in those days. And so look after them and uh, good luck to the Red Legs this year. Good on Thanks. you, Jars. Thanks, Jars. Look, fellas. Uh, See you, guys. What, what, what a great personality and what a great player he was, not just for Norwood, of course, for North Adelaide and the Crows. One of, one of, one of the all-time best players uh, that I've certainly played with and uh, right up there in terms of AFL, SANFL, uh, of all time. Great hands, great skills, both left and right. Uh, he was just a magician. And a great clubman. Look, uh, that's been fantastic. We're going to have a break. Uh, we're going to come back and we're gonna do a quick preview of tomorrow night's game against Sturt. We're going to get the senior coach, Twig, on the line. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar. Proud sponsor of the Red Legs. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army. We're in the last quarter of Red Legs Radio and we're going to go straight to our senior coach, Twig. We've got Twig on the line. How are you, Twig? Going well, thanks, Wayne. Mate, um, obviously a disappointing start to the season um, and you said it yourself that we just didn't play hard enough football, which is our brand of football. Uh, So uh, we're looking forward to bouncing back tomorrow night. Yeah, it's for the beauty of the footy season is all about. That if you don't get to a level that you expect of yourselves or you're not allowed to by the opposition, that there's that opportunity to redeem. And within six days, it's probably coming a good time for us to kind of dust ourselves off and lick our wounds and get back to work and yeah, hopefully get our game back in order and against a pretty informed cert, which it's going to be a big night for the club given the Easter Thursday generally brings a big crowd and this is the First time since I've been in South Australia, it's been a Norwood Sturt for Easter Thursday, so all lends itself for a fantastic night. Any inside news on the on the team, Twig? How are we looking? Uh, we've still got another session to go, so given it's a short week, you use the fullness of the week to allow players to improve themselves from a fitness perspective, and with that selection, we've got the, the guts of the side sorted, but yeah, we'll take a rest of our time to be really clear on what we want by the end of the night tonight. So, yeah, probably going to be a bit ambiguous tonight but today, boys. But, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't mean wholesale changes. I'm not a believer in um, making a number of changes based on one performance. But equally, we also include trial matches when it comes to individual form as to whether they are trending the right way or in need a little recircuiting. So, yeah, we've hopefully Luke Sermon will be available. We've got to get through tonight and find out 
where he's at. Uh, so it's probably the main one from a return to injury from injury, but outside of that, it'll be um, yeah, decision made tonight. And Twig, we've had a little bit of a look at Sturt uh, trial game uh, earlier on the year, and obviously they had a pretty impressive win against Glenelg. How much time do you put in, you know, balancing um, you know what we need to achieve out of the game versus the opposition? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Richard. I find it's always a balancing act as to what's the consistent level that you would offer the opposition, not so much what will you offer the opposition based on what happened last week. Yep. That's the balancing act I find. If you're a player, you, you don't want to feel a, a greater influx of information about the opposition based on what might have happened. So I put a lot of time into it myself and I've got a couple of coaches that put a lot of time into it and then it's just working through the appropriate amount that the, the team needs for awareness of the opposition and then if any specifics that we really need to be across to get the game looking the way we want it to, which is exactly what Sturdivant is probably trying to do to us. Well, Twig, uh, if there's uh, one thing I know about you, mate, you would have reviewed the game from uh, last week and you would have trained the boys this week knowing that uh, we've got to bring our A game and our, and our brand of football on uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night against Sturt. So good luck. Um, I'm sure we'll bounce back and uh, thanks for being on Red Legs Radio. Always a pleasure. Good on you, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, Twig. So, boys, I know for sure um, that uh, the boys will come out tomorrow night and uh, they would have been stung by the uh, defeat last week on our home deck. They'll come out tomorrow night and they'll they'll show us, uh, you know, why we were premiers, uh, which is last year, but why we play the brand of football that we play. Yeah, I'd be highly surprised if we didn't see... A big response from the team tomorrow night. Absolutely. Well, look, it's been a great show, boys. Uh, but had a, had a lot to get and through. Girls. And, and girls. And girls, I should <laughs> say. Look, I need to be better, don't I? Uh, Adrian, thanks for joining us and thanks for being part of Red Legs Radio. We look forward to having you back next week. Joshy, great work. And Dickie, thank you. You're welcome. And to the listeners out there, thanks for tuning in again to Red Legs Radio. We'll see you next week, hopefully after a big win against Spur. Team we love, the team of...